Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM SAM and software licensing professionals. Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast. My name's Martin Thompson from the ITAM Review and I've been joined by a special guest today called... Uh, David Foxen, unemployed. <laughs> David Foxen. Um, this is a special podcast, it's just David and I today. Um, I start the podcast with some... Uh, with uh, some sad news, unfortunately, the Sam Beast is um, the Sam Beast has gone to has, he's got a proper job, and um, will be leaving the ITAM review shortly. Um, so this is this is a farewell to David on the podcast, but hopefully not the last podcast that he joins us on. Um, so um, you joined us what nearly eighteen months ago? Yeah, crazy. April 2014. So thank you um, on behalf of uh, the team here and uh, the iTam Review audience. Thank you for your efforts and your dedication over the last uh, however many months it is. And uh, thanks so, for so, putting up with me. <laughs> so so what's your what's the um, could you tell the listeners what's the news? Where where are you going off to? Uh, I'm going off to uh, a company called Marks and Spencers. For our international listeners, they probably have never heard of them, but they are like um, a retail chain. Going to be their SAM manager there. They've just um, got the investment to have an internal SAM department. So um, I'm going to help them, you know, get their SAM geek on and uh, hopefully make uh, some positive changes to the way they manage their software. So for the international listeners martin spencers is a very well-known brand yeah. in the uk i think they do have they're international but how strong the brand is outside the uk i don't know it's marks and sparks in ireland isn't it i think right uh, but i think in the uk they're known for uh their pants <laughs> and uh knickers and all that sort of stuff but you know good quality stuff food yeah and yeah, food. food um so and I also, without going into specific names, um, they're, they're building a team there, yeah. and there's there's another ITAM review reader that we're very familiar with that's joining that team as well. That maybe we can mention at a later date. Um, so exciting, exciting um, challenge for you. It's going to be weird being an end user again. That's for sure. It's kind of instead of having an overview of the whole industry, it's just going to be in the little M and S bubble, isn't it? Rather than seeing it as a whole. But hopefully. Um, it's another opportunity for me to learn and pass on, you know, more wisdom and nuggets of Sam Beast geekiness to um, a new company, and it's going to be a challenge, that's for sure. But hey, you know, I'm up for a challenge. Just, just do this. So, if we look back at the item, the item industry over the last um, eighteen months, yeah. What do you think? What, well, first of all, what do you think you've picked up? What do you think you've learnt from your previous roles? Um, there's more than one SAM tool on the market <laughs> funnily enough um, yeah before joining the ISAM review I was very focused on implementing a certain SAM tool and thought it was the bee's knees but through reviewing um, the ISAM review and review, you know, doing the tech reviews and stuff I've learnt that there are some more than capable solutions out there that are just as good if not better in some areas um, I've also learned a hell of a lot more about like unique bespoke solutions that I may not have heard of before that I said to um, a number of these vendors, you know, people that manage Oracle primarily or um, manage like a data center side of things. They're not just an overall SAM tool, they're a specialist. 
And I, I've said on a number of occasions, if only I knew about you when I was an end user, yeah. my life could have been made a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. And I think that's that's the reality for a lot of the like SAM managed service providers and yeah. SAM tools. It's just letting people know that these people actually exist. They yeah. specialise in this stuff and uh, yeah, they're out there. But it kind of gets swamped when you search for like SAM tools or technology tools and stuff. It gets swamped by the big boys that have you know the big marketing budgets, doesn't it? And there are these smaller organisations that do a awesome job on like data centre or mobile side or you know like scenario modelling and stuff like that. But they haven't got the budget, so they don't show up, you know, at the top of search engines or whatever. But I now know about them, so. So how do you think M and S team meetings are going to compare to uh, enterprise <laughs> opinions? Um, they're not going to be as fun, obviously. I mean. It's going to be you less, don't know. You don't know that. There's going to be less cuddling. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be weird. Obviously, you mentioned um, about an item review reader going there, but like we're on the same level of Sam geekiness, you know. Like here at Enterprise Opinions, I mean, we live and breathe this stuff. It's going to be weird going into an organisation that actually isn't just primarily about item. It's oh, they've got a retail side. Some of the people in the team that you're going to be working with won't will put tools down at five o'clock and won't think about it till the next day unlike you that's, that's a hideous thought um, come on it needs to be a 24 hour thing. but yeah it's going to be um really weird going in somewhere where sam isn't the primary focus if you like and yeah. my enthusiasm and my geekiness is going to need an outlet which is why hopefully um you'll still take some of my top quality content um at the item yeah so so david's promised um and you hear it here first. David's promised to continue writing and uh, uh, for us, and potentially uh, joining us on podcasts and, and video and whatnot. Can't get um, rid of me that easily. Come I, on. I, I, I'd like to. See, well, well, we'll see, won't we? Because <laughs> you're going to be. I imagine you're going to be swamped in this new role. So we'll see. But yeah, we welcome your contributions if you can. That's what weekends and evenings are for, isn't it? And nights. Yeah, let's do a um, podcast at two a.m. in the morning. <laughs> cool. So. Um, Anything else? What what else has happened in the last eighteen months? Do you think the industry's moved forward in that time? Do you, how do you think? Um... I thought it had. I thought Sam had matured a lot more, but our recent Microsoft research may uh, imply that I've jumped the gun in thinking Sam's matured a lot more than it has. I mean, the lack of organisation that have a Sam solution is still. I think it's fifty percent from our Microsoft research, which is just makes my head hurt and makes me want to weep so let, a little let me give a quick preview to that so we did an article uh, so well let, let's rewind so we did a we did some research into microsoft licensing that we could take to microsoft on behalf of the campaign for clear licensing to say this is what people are having issue with and can you help us resolve it and provide more information around this and as part of that we also asked about the behavior around microsoft uh, and I've, we've done david and i've done a preview of that and we've got loads and loads of stuff on Microsoft. I found it really interesting. Um, we both found it interesting, but I think it's because we're Sam geeks. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, the industry at large will find it interesting. But some of the snippets were, for example, uh, 53% had gone to Office 365 over Perpetual Office. Um, now, that's that's that doesn't mean they're necessarily using Office 365 in anger. That means they've got that as a license program. But we were quite surprised by that, weren't we? I think, yeah, again, you look at the last 18 months, it clearly shows that subscription licensing and cloud-based stuff has really kind of been pushed to the forefront. But then again, vendors are aggressive, aren't they, on the old um, sales pitch for these new licensing metrics. And 
quite frankly, I, I think that that is going to be the future, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the future of Microsoft Office is getting everyone to cloud. It's not going to be perpetual, is it? So they've, yeah. they've been they've been been incentivizing heavily to get people there. Plus, Windows as a service, isn't it? It's, um, Windows 10 is the last major release or major version. They're going to push updates through the cloud and stuff like that. So, and the other thing that we found as part of this was um, that people were using mobile a lot. Yeah and that uh, they were using Microsoft on mobile, and they were struggling, uh, unless, well not, I wouldn't say that Office 365 was a golden bullet, it's not really, is it? No, but I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, because mobile device management is one of my favourite ITAM topics, and that's definitely something that's progressed over the last 18 months. The tools for MDM have grown, you know, a hell of a lot, they're a lot more sophisticated and provide a lot more support if you like for managing mobile devices and data and applications and stuff and the amount of organizations that are looking at mdm technologies and sam tools even that are looking to add mdm components to their solution so um, it's an exciting time um for mobile device management geeks yeah. um and i think but that i think may maybe traditionally mdm uh, i mean there's lots of mdm players out there isn't there and yeah. we'd, we'd love to do more research into that but um uh, and you've been chomping at the bit to do that research. Um, yeah, thanks, Glenn, for blocking me on that <laughs> one, mate. Yeah. And, uh, but I think a lot traditionally people have bought MDM for other reasons apart from licensing. Yeah. Uh, they bought it for or asset management. It's, it's more about info security, I think, is, was the motive. But I think it, people are dawning, people are realizing that actually, if I'm going to manage my Microsoft agreement, if people are using Microsoft on mobile, I need something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that, I mean, I was under the impression, if you'd have asked me this a week ago before we'd looked at the Microsoft research or however long it's been, I would have said, yeah, the last 18 months, I think Sam's really matured. There are a lot more organizations, you know, adopting te Sam technologies and implementing Sam. But the figures don't lie. Yeah. It's not as much as I thought it was. So just to, just to finish on the... Office 365, uh, the, the other thing that we got from the research was that, um, and all of this will be published, by the way, in, in due course, um, the other thing we got was that the people that uh, had gone Office 365 said that it really helped them do mobility. Yeah. You know, so basically Microsoft are really, they're making it easy to go Office 365, they're making it easy to do mobile if you're doing Office 365, and the people that hadn't gone Office 365 were really struggling on how to manage uh, yeah. And you gave an example of like your hot hotmail account and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I still I've Googled it and I can't work out how it'd be licensed. But if, um, say, you've got a, an iPhone company iPhone, but you download Outlook from the iTunes Store, the App Store, you put your personal email address on there, and now on like email apps, you can have multiple email accounts. You put your personal one on there and your work one on there. When does it become a license for the organisation? When is that? Because Office 365 is obviously a bundle as well, isn't it? Yeah. So if you've already got an Office 365 license, but you've got Outlook installed here, but it's been installed from the App Store, it's just like, ah! Yeah. I'm, but Microsoft will make it nice and easy yeah, to take absolutely. Office 365, and then that sort of pain goes away a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, wouldn't say you've, you're abdicated completely, but it makes it easier. But it's all about mobility now, isn't it? It's like people want organizations want their employees to be able to access emails manage documents and stuff whilst on the go through a mobile device so it works in some cases but then there are other people that don't want to move to the cloud because they feel like they already own the license they paid for it for 2010 you know we're happy using this no compatibility issues why would we pay again 
for Office 365 and a lot of the research people were saying that they are happy waiting for Office 2016 which is again perpetual but whether Microsoft will still offer that in 20 next year as a perpetual thing remains to be seen because Office 365 has obviously been quite successful isn't it yeah surprised at the adoption um, the next one was that um, uh, so so the feedback we had was um, people are managing Microsoft by uh, for example um, counting the total unique active users you know if they have a user a user centric license agreement and they're truing up accordingly uh, and that's that's uh, that's one way of doing it it's way, way of becoming compliant but would you say it's efficient though uh, no, no, and it's you're missing a trick potentially from a from an optimization point of view, and you might be overspending. But also, it, it overlooks things like SQL, and the the thing the the, the um, research also said that 65% have no technology in place for managing SQL Server. Uh, and the feed, we put this out on LinkedIn, and the feedback we had was I'm surprised that, <laughs> yeah. that I'm surprised that 35% are because. Uh, so many, so few people manage SQL properly. So you can't. This is my understanding. You can't. Uh, you can't manage SQL thoroughly with SCCM. No. Um, you need something like MAP. Or, or, or I heard last night at the BCS um, that you can use a um, a plugin for SCCM to do identification from SQL. Okay. But anyways, it's fairly. It's fairly. Uh, it, it's not easy. Um, but it's just 65%. That's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it makes, um, makes my hair go grey, thinking about how how much is SQL licensing as well and how important is it to an organisation. It's crazy. And with no way of you know managing or understanding the environment, it's just... Uh, again, this is, goes back to you say about what's changed in the sound world in the last 18 months. I thought technology had been implemented better and in more organisations, but clearly... You know, like um, we we get we get a lot of feedback from organisations that are being proactive in implementing ITAM and SAM because you know they're interested in the subject. They want to know how to optimise it and utilise it and really you know have a world class SAM function. But when you take that in um, the number of businesses, for example, registered within the UK, and you compare that to the number that have SAM tools, it's still a really immature function, isn't it? It's still yeah. growing. Yeah, it needs that. It's not as it hadn't grown as much as I thought it had, and uh, yeah, there's there's pockets of excellence, isn't there? I mean, the, yeah. the Hershey podcast we did a couple of podcasts ago, they had a very strong outfit, but there's still loads of people just starting out, and uh, and uh, if sixty five percent are not managing SQL, that means thirty five percent do have a solution in place, but it doesn't mean they're actually using it. Exactly, they might own something to manage it, but. Then they're not they're proactively doing it. managing it. That's the thing as well, is how many of these SAM people that have invested in the SAM tool, how many actually have the people, processes and stuff in place to proactively use the solution? Yeah. So there's a good session at the BCS networking event last night about that, and I'll do an article around that, but basically the, the best practice was basically, as with most data center licensing, um, contain SQL to a minimal hardware as you can, yeah. Uh, keep it in a cluster or, or a, a, you know, virtual machine uh, environment, and and just stamp out uh, instances of SQL outside of that domain. Yeah. So uh, we'll post some more stuff around that. Yeah, I'm in sure. The weeks. I'm sure the CCL dig deeper into these figures and try and <laughs> rectify them and understand why people aren't 
investing in tools and managing Microsoft licenses better yeah. than they should. And the final little nugget that we pulled out from this preview was that 50% have no... Uh, 50% of respondents had no dedicated SAM technology in place. And to put this in perspective, this went out to ITAM review readers and the average size of the organisation responding had about 12,000 seats. Yeah. So it's, it's big organisations. Maybe that's a small organisation for the US, but it's, fair, you know, it's, a, it's a large enterprise and 50% had no dedicated SAM technology in place whatsoever. I've only just come out of my room from crying over that figure. That's, do you not find that just simply astounding that some of our readers who are clearly reading about ITAM and SAM don't have anything in place to manage their licenses? Now, obviously, that may not be the reader's fault because they may have blockers within their organisation, but it's still alarming that there are hefty organisations that do not have a SAM tool in place, yeah. yet have some sort of SAM personnel there and to put, you know, we're not we're not on commission for sound tools here. We're independent. We don't sell sound tools. I just think I don't think you can do Sam today with the state of change, the complexity of licensing, yep. and the amount of stuff hitting you or desk every day. You can't do that with a spreadsheet and SECM data. No. Um, Gone you, are the days of Excel and Access databases being a way of effectively managing software licenses. Yeah. So yeah, it's just shows the size of the market and size of the opportunity for these sound tool vendors as well. It's not like it's not like everyone's got one and let's try and displace it like yeah. you do with the help desk market. It's it's really uh, it's this massive opportunity for some for the sample vendors as well. Were you surprised by that figure? Yeah, yeah. What? I thought it would be closer to my gut feel would be seventy five percent. Wow. So what, for large for large enterprises, let for for smaller companies, yeah, who are probably under the audit radar and probably haven't got enough complexity to warrant it. Or it's it's lower down the priority list. I thought it would be much, you know much higher, but yeah. I, for, for large enterprises, I was surprised. So what what would your assessment then be of like the SAM industry as a whole? Is it do you think it's still as um, is it growing like you thought it would be? Because you said you thought it was going to be seventy percent. Do you think that means that the the growth in SAM is kind of stunted a little bit, or do you just think that? We are unfortunate with the people that replied. And no, no, I, th I think well, there's there's <clears throat> two ways of looking at it. One one thing is, um, you know, the BSA used to do this report every year that says twenty five percent of software is pirated yeah. in the UK and US and stuff. And in, I'm, I'm not even sure if BSA are doing that report anymore. But um, in many ways, I, I bet that figure hasn't budged in te in a decade. So in many ways, we haven't moved it at all since I've been doing this. But in many ways, we have come on massively leaps and bounds. And there's loads of organisations that we speak to that are doing really well, making great progress. And I, I see more and more companies doing this proactively yeah. because they've it's finally reached the to-do list to say, yeah, we, we've been putting this off. We need, really need to crack on with this now, investing it, get some people in, uh, you know, recruit a team and do it properly. Um, but it's still immature, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the industry as a whole is yeah very much immature. So what I do realise is the interview kind of has like switched around a bit. But what would you, what would you like to see that would say that hey actually the SAM function isn't immature anymore? It is kind of past that initial baby stage if you like, and it is now kind of like because it is a mature function. Like you said, Hershey's, you'd say that SAM there was mature. It's world class. It's you know. So, so we were over at um, IAI TAM in Dublin last week, and I was speaking to the guys from Shaw Datum, 
um, who, who are uh, independent specialists out there. And I speak to Gordon there, and he, he encapsulated it quite well in that um, modern businesses realise they need to have a um, uh, purchase ledger. They need to have a sales ledger. They need to have a CRM database of their customers. They need to have you know these standard functions. It doesn't matter how you do it. it doesn't matter what system you use. You just got to have these functions in the business. And I think we're not there yet that people need to register all this masses and massive of valuable software they're buying yeah. and IP. Um, they need to manage it. And it doesn't mean you have to have you have, have to have Sam tool. It doesn't mean you have to do it our way or anyone's way. It just needs you need to recognise it as an asset. Um, and it, we're not there yet. The, the the whole businesses don't recognise that yet. How long do you reckon it'll be until they do? Because <laughs> some are picking up now. But like you said, it's pockets of essence, isn't it? There's still a huge pocket out there that's not doing it. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I've, been, I've banged on about this before, but I think um, on previous podcasts, but I think people will, do, they'll, they'll dawn, um, it will dawn on people that if you're not doing this, you're losing out on competitive edge. You can't move as quick yeah. as your competitors. Yeah. If you look at things like some businesses like banking, it is basically a big IT shop. You know, everything's delivered via IT. Yep. And your competitor, who's got sharper view of their assets and what they have and what they're using, is going to be able to move quicker than an IT shop that isn't. And that's it. That's the bottom line. It's, it's money. And at the end of the day, everyone within an organization is a customer of ITAM, isn't they? They have a hardware. They have software. They need to be managed. Otherwise, you'll spend an awful lot of money on something that you're not getting the most out of. It's like I use the analogy of in, um, before of using a car. If you buy a supercar like a Ferrari, yet you only pottle around town in it, are you actually getting the most out of that? It's going to cost you hundreds of pounds to fill up. The insurance is going to be crazy. You're not utilising that asset. Where you could get a really small city car that would fulfil your requirements at a much lower cost, and you'd be utilising that asset, wouldn't you? Yeah. So it's just kind of making these organisations that haven't adopted SAM or SAM technologies, making them realise that actually X, Y and Z for the better could happen if you were to invest in maybe you know a small internal SAM team and the technology. And then just that's that invest that initial investment, then you know, the CIO may go, No, we've never done it before, we don't need this, but that initial investment will get paid like ten times over through license optimization, hardware optimization, you know, renegotiating software contracts, etc. So um, David is um, leaving us, uh, bloody Judas. We are just. Is that a voodoo doll of me? Yes, yes, that I've got pins in. Um, uh, we are. I can't mention it just yet, but we will have a ITSM analyst, join, uh, ITSM superstar joining us very soon to the Enterprise Opinions team that's going to take over the ITSM review um, and drive that forward. So uh, we're going to get those up to those guys up to speed first before we replace David. I'm irreplaceable anyway. So. But uh, if any one of our listeners is interested in uh, an opportunity at the ITSM review in uh, around Christmas time onwards do it then um, come and have a chat with us you won't regret it I mean even if you think you're going to miss the end user game the amount you'll learn at the Enterprise Opinions on the ITAM industry as a whole just do it make a difference 
So with you moving to a um, an end user perspective, um, what what do you want to see out of the ITAM review as an industry resource? What could we be doing? What do we need? What do we need to put on this? What else does the industry need? Do you think? And not just the ITAM review generally, but what do you think? What else uh, does the industry need? I think more advice around audits and audit defence, audit readiness. I mean, we've started to build that content, but. I think there needs to be clear guidelines on what being audit ready for each vendor kind of looks like so that people have a template and say, right, oh God, we've got the Microsoft audit letter. Let's go to this resource, the ITAM review. Here's like a Microsoft audit readiness checklist. Right, I've got that. I need to find that. Um, sort of got that and kind of go through it like that so that they can then manage audits better. Because let's face it, a lot of SAM is still driven by audits, isn't it? It's a reaction. You get an audit letter. You Google how to, you know, stop that. You see stuff like SAM and software license management stuff, and it's like, right, let's invest in that so this doesn't happen again. Yeah, and we, we do have a a wiki project coming to support that, so uh, licensing knowledge and audit defence. Yeah. But it's a long time coming, but we are going to be um, releasing that soon. What else? MDM, come on, come on, guys! MDM content is. You know, more like you said earlier about Office 365 and mobility, it is because people want applications on their mobiles. But then you've got to manage those instances of the applications and the data that's on there. Because, um, say, for example, you've got your work phone there, which is full of, like, you know, enterprise opinions, geekiness, and, you know, company information. If you left that on a train, you know, going to the BCS in London, if you left that, and someone managed to get that data, you know, it's kind of a bit of a disaster, especially, I mean, you see in the news in the UK anyway about um, people in government leaving their laptops on a train and then it getting into the wrong hands or leaving their mobile on the wrong train and it's got, like, personal information and plans for the future and stuff. You need um, some sort of technology to be able to manage that, wipe it. You know, it's a security thing as well, isn't it? And it's also a cost thing. Because experience shows that organisations that do have a lot of mobile devices end up spending thousands upon thousands upon thousands a month in mobile data because they've got sales guys and professionals going abroad, not turning data roaming off. And it's just another way that ITAM can make a real difference and, you know, cost avoidance through MDM stuff. I think that is. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, I think it, I can't remember who the analyst was. I think it was the, the, mob, the guy that's... Uh... Very mobile, hot on yeah. mobile. No, 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 he's an independent analyst from um, Andreessen Horowitz, and uh, whose whose name escapes me. But he was basically saying that the, you know, rather than the PC being the center of the universe and you attach things to it, the mobile will be the center of the universe, and your PC will be almost a, a secondary, a, a second, uh, almost a um, uh, a plug-in or a accessory yeah. to your mobile. So. Um, but I mean, yeah, exactly. Because even in like personal lives and stuff, I mean, I use my like my tablet and my mobile a hell of a lot more than I'd use my laptop. So even um, in personal life, like I use my tablets a lot more than I'd use a laptop. Apart from obviously, you need your laptop for work. But at the end of the day, I don't want to then fire up my laptop. I'd rather just go on my iPad or Huddle or my phone or whatever. And I think um, a lot of people, a lot of people my age and you know future generations are going to be a hell of a lot more comfortable using tablets and put mobile devices than they are like a desktop they're going to what's, see it. what's for people outside the uk what's a huddle huddle uh, it is a fantastic tablet android tablet 
that um, you can get from a supermarket here. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than iPads. Got better functionality. It's more story. I love it. It's um, it's a really good Android Android right. tablet. But um, future generations. Other other Android tablets yeah. are available. Other tablets are available. <laughs> um, we're not. Yeah, we're not biased. But if you look at future generation, I mean, even you know, you've got young children yourselves. In when they're looking to work. They're going to see a desktop and go, what the hell is that? I can't move this. Yeah. I can't put what, this in my pocket. What's a desktop, Dad? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like, what is a desktop? Why have you got this big old block, you know, and a monitor? It's going to be mobile stuff, which increases productivity, agility. You know, MDM is... Um, I, uh, I really like the fact that I read a report from another analyst firm that said MDM wouldn't catch on. And um, <clears throat> think that they were wrong, um, and time will prove that, won't it? So, and that then you've got Internet of Things stuff as well coming up. I mean, we discussed earlier about wearable technology. How's that going to impact organisations? If I again can access my emails through um, an iWatch or something similar, many i you know smartwatches are available. How how does that affect iTerm? Yeah. And we hope to cover that on a future podcast. But yeah, it, there's a lot of um, hype around Internet of Things, but. I mean, if, if you think about it, um, uh, I remember going to a client a few, you know, years and years ago, and they had uh, IP phones with uh, extra, uh, with a calendar on it, so that you could book a meeting on the phone. Oh wow! Uh, which, which is not, you know, and this is years ago, but then that's an audit risk, and 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 I think the auditors were using that as a way to trip up because they didn't have a device access cal or whatever it is that yeah. was accessing exchange and that's that is effectively internet of things isn't it it's a device that's connected you know the same as people getting clobbered for indirect access for sap yeah. it's something happening to the vendor's ip and that's just internet of things generally so when you've got all this hype around fridges and you know your car having access to the internet, there's going to be all these vendors saying, well, okay, thank you very much. Cha-ching. Yeah. I'll have a cow for that. Thanks. Oh, you accessed your emails from your company car. Well, that's actually a new car license right. that we're bringing out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got a skew for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it, like, Sam is still immature, but there are other things being added to the item in general, isn't there? I mean, yeah. it's, even from 18 months ago, like MDM was still like really kind of new. Um, yeah, the Internet of Things was still, you know, gaining pace, and it's all kind of now impacts. And I think security stuff as well. Now with user-based licensing and cloud stuff, security and ITAM are a lot closer together than they were with normal device and perpetual licensing. Because now it's where's my data going? Yeah. You know, if um, we're getting cloud-based updates, can that get through our firewall? How do we know that there's no dodgy, you know, viruses or something coming from, you know, the vendor that they may not have known about? It's. I think you use the phrase about having a cup of coffee, isn't it, with the security team? And I think that's a hell of a lot more relevant now Yeah. with new license metrics and stuff. Yeah, I've seen a few um, inventory tools um, and discovery tools, you know, sort of marketing themselves as um, cyber security, mm. you know, because it's it's you know it's actually even valuable in terms of what you're using, what people are up to. Yeah, I'd um, like to see more videos from the iTam review as well. Would you? Okay. Oh yeah, especially with that um, that attractive ginger guy. He's a legend. <laughs> but no, it, it would be good to have more kind of um, 
like video content on how to do stuff. Like if you've got a difficult user, for example, like okay, Bob in finance, you know, he has no interest in recycling license. He, he's in finance, but he owns the budget for the finance department. He's got to look after the software budget. Never heard of Sam before. How do I get him on board? It'd be yeah. great to see like videos. On and for those for those listening that are new to the iTerm review, um, where have you been? Yeah, where, where have you been? Um, we started in 2008 by basically saying, what do you need help with? And we've everything that you see on the site is based on people saying, I need help with X, Y, Z. So please reach out to us in whatever channel is suitable. There's a contact form, there's Twitter, there's LinkedIn. You can do it completely privately and just say what you need help with because um, we're listening and we can't promise to do it straight away, but we'll try our best to, to get the questions answers and that's how we've grown. Yeah. I think research as well. Um the, the Microsoft research opened my eyes a hell of a lot more and there's so many subjects, I mean stuff that's been done before even that can just be revamped because it was done like five years ago or whatever. Yeah, that's, um, yeah Dave, David and I were looking at the, uh, we did a uh, audit activity, we asked people uh, you know, how frequently they're being audited, who was the most friendly, who was the most uh, unhelpful. Yeah. And who was auditing most frequently? I was shocked to discover we haven't done that since 2010. So that's that's five years ago. Yeah, um, I think that's high on the list of ones. Yeah, I to think revisit. we definitely definitely ought to revisit that one to see activity. I think um, just as a, I mean, I could put the link in the show notes, but I think like over 70 percent of our readers had been audited in the last 12 months. That was in 2010. That's got to be more now, surely. I think the, I think the average was two and a half audits per year. Um, so, yeah, that's not the industry at large. That's just item yeah. review readers who are more likely to visit us because they're being audited, so blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, but, it's definitely worth a revisit, that one. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to compare 2010's results as well to now to see how the audit behaviour from vendors has changed, whether they become more aggressive, auditing more frequently. We know they're auditing more frequently. You just have to look at their financial reports, don't you? And yeah. you see the amount of money that they make off audits. I mean, most vendors now, it's more revenue from audits than it is from new business. So, yeah. I've heard that um, in the, I think it was last week, I had four, four phone calls on the same day all about SAP. I think they're really shaking the tree. Yeah, uh, okay. in uh, SAP in terms of audits uh, because they, I think they just narrowly missed their number um, trying to fin- reclaim it financially uh, yeah um, last year or last quarter or whatever and they're really shaking the tree to say right we really need to rinse some customers yeah. to hit our number that's what I'm hearing in the market anyway and there's a, I think there's a there's a LinkedIn thread about that to say um, you know I, I've got a CPU based agreement with SAP and they're coming back to me char- trying to charge for cores even though my original agreement is based on CPU when people weren't measuring cores back then yeah, SAP haven't bothered to update the agreements, um, so they can't penalise customers. But they're going to try anyway. They're going to try it on. Of course they are. If they see dollar or pound signs or euro signs, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, lots of people seeking help on SAP at the moment. I tell you what else would be good for the item review is like career advice. So if you're like a new Sam professional, oh, there are many out there, but you know. Join us on the dark side, on the good side rather. Dark side's auditors, don't do that. But um, yeah, like how, if I'm just starting off in SAM, what key like, action should I take? You know, I, I want to be a SAM professional. I don't want to be a licensing expert. I want to be a SAM professional. What courses can I do? What are the key, you know, articles to read up? What's the advice for progressing my career? 
and also show the difference because this is I'm gonna moan now this is a bugbear of mine there is a difference between a SAM professional and a licensing professional SAM professionals about the process the governance they're actually managing that asset throughout its life cycle you know management of technology and stuff licensing experts there are some really really good licensing experts out like top-notch that know Oracle SAP Microsoft inside out but they may not be strong on like SAM processes for example and vice versa and I see a hell of a or, lot of, or a hybrid between the two yeah and I think it, it there are an awful lot of organizations that are looking for a software asset management professional that is also an expert in IBM SAP Mike it's just like you can't physically be an expert in SAM and all of these licensing vendors and if you are you are superhuman I think that needs to um God, they just need to change. They need to recruit. My advice is, is um, you just just dig in. I, I think if you know if you're faced with a uh, an audit activity or you're faced with a true up or anything like that, just dig in because you you'd be surprised how much you can learn by just researching and asking a few people. And, yeah. and you'd be also be surprised once you dig under the surface how little everyone else knows about things. You know and yeah, lots of people got lots of experience, but don't be, don't let that yeah, stop scare you, yeah. or or just dig in. But but would you not do you not think that a lot of the like the really pucker? I keep saying pucker. What is this? But the really pucker, pucker, <laughs> the really um, experienced and well known and well regarded Sam professionals may not be like really hot on licensing. Yeah, yeah. Because they're two different things. Come on. I mean, we. I mean, I. I me personally, I don't know. You don't even know what a license is. No, well, I, I I have what you might call conversational, you know, licensing. So, um, because I focus on SAM, not licensing. Yeah. Even though we're doing the campaign for licensing, it's it's based on my knowledge is based on SAM, and yeah. it's having enough knowledge to understand the sort of territory, but without all the details of licensing and yeah. stuff. But I mean, the, the but you still obviously have you know probably a better licensing knowledge than most because obviously you know the item review and stuff. No, oh, <laughs> I was trying to uh, set you up there for it. Yeah, 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 I still know who I'm talking about. So if you see any licensing articles from Martin, uh, no, you know that um, you know he's what is it? What's the phrase? Um, uh, fake it, fake it till you make it. Oh. <laughs> I tell you what, though the the best article you did on licensing was your April Fool's one about what was it, Angry Birds and Microsoft and stuff on mobile devices. That was uh, we need more kind of jokey ones for April Fools, anyway. Yeah, yeah, licensing jokes are few and far between. Well, you could have. Do you know? I really want to build um, like a scenario modeling type thing as well. Um, so, if, uh, there's, to be fair, there is, um, yeah, Brainware, when we reviewed them, they had a really strong scenario modelling function in it, where you could say, right, if I... Other SAM tools are available. Other SAM tools are available, <laughs> but I haven't seen anyone that does scenario modelling better than them. Um, <laughs> that, that you could put in, like, your the number of licences you have. No, no, actually, no, that's wrong. It would, gener it would generate your licence compliance anyway, because you've already put the information in and it's already gathered um, your inventory. But then you could say, right, if I if I recycled these licences, what would my compliance for that vendor look like now? And it would tell you, and it would also tell you your theoretical savings that you could make. I think if um, an independent 
did that for like say tier one, but it's going to be hell, you know, really complicated for data center stuff. But if an independent like the ITAM review, completely hundred percent independent, if if you guys did some sort of scenario modeling template thing, that would, I mean, that would just show the benefits of SAM to CIOs and you know, you know, senior board members. If we said, look, we're trying to implement this SAM thing speak your language in simple financial terms this is what our current position is we've run it through a scenario model based on what actions we do here's our new compliance and here's how much money we save yeah and i mean you'd get cios going just seeing pound signs and going right do it yeah we, we understand we may have to pay money for technology or whatever but we'll get it back you're you're speaking to the end point and the aim of the project rather than the mechanics of it yeah which is basically sam yeah 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 and we well, i was talking about some of you talking about this with somebody the other day, that um, a few years ago, inventory was, um, you know, commodity, mm. and software recognition and product use rights was where all the magic was happening, and, like, that's where the money was being made from SAM tools. I think that's moved on again now, and I think software recognition and basic product use rights and the, the SKU catalogue is fair is getting commodity, yep. and it's what you're doing with it and how you orchestrating change. So Sam is not about reporting anymore. It's actually about well, how, what do I do next? Yep. What's the actions I need to take? What's what do I do with that data to take me forward? I think that's where the the next step is, and we've seen the industry moving forward. Scenario modelling. Yeah, well, and I'm also taking action. Yeah, you know, what, you know, not just what does that look like if I did that, but how help me get there? It'd be good to make a game, you know, based on um, like stuff like this, like just like just a, a, a mock up scenario, if you like. It's like some made up enterprise. Um, you know, you're faced with an audit or whatever, and then like you can play along and see what you do and get feedback on your actions. Yeah, if you think they should rearchitect SQL. Turn to page 56 yeah. and... Uh, you can skip all of the uh, <laughs> other stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's... Um, Did you ever read those books? Or am I, am I speaking too old to you? Do you remember those adventure books? You, you, it, like, you, you, meet, you meet the dragon. Do you, oh, do yeah, you, do, yeah. Do you draw yeah. your sword? Turn yeah, to page yeah. 53. Or do you throw the a dice? adventure type books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what's a book? Do you mean on a on a tablet? Yeah. An what, what, yeah what, what's a book, Dad? Yeah, what's paper? <laughs> I see you've got that thing there, but yeah. And maybe page one hundred was actually you're fired because yeah. we've just had an audit and uh, we've been rinsed of cash. Yeah, so. you just you've got an audit. Do you a ignore it? B ignore it? C ignore it? <laughs> if there's any of them, turn to page four hundred twelve and yeah. Just on. just on that. Where the SAM tools have gone, though, that's not to say that inventory is dead or software recognition is dead. I'm still seeing some really good stuff. We've done a review of um, Next Think Before, which is taking uh, inventory and user experience to another level. Uh, there's people like Tanium, which is bringing a whole new spin on things. Who else did we see recently? Invgate. Oh, those yeah, guys, yeah. I was blown away by those guys in terms of what they're doing for ITAM and ITSM. So they're still um, fantastic. I know, you, had, you had a proper fanboy, man. I did, I did, I did. Oh my god, this stuff's awesome! It is, it is. I was uh, positively gushing. <laughs> um, yeah, so Invgate's worth looking at. Not, I wouldn't say it's a SAM tool, but just what they're doing from a. Um, design of how software looks yeah. from an ITSM meets ITAM was very, very cool. As is next, think other tools are available, etc., etc. <laughs> I think you just need to put a disclaimer in there. Yeah. But do you think, um, 
another key thing that stood out for me in the past 18 months is how Sam seems to be on a certain maturity level based on the country you're in, which I I didn't even think about before I joined here. But like when we do engagements and stuff in Europe, it's kind of like getting their feedback and our people aren't, you know, they don't care about Sam or they don't know about it and stuff like that in various like European countries. And it's just crazy that we're like such a small island and there are countries that are huge with much bigger organisations and stuff, yet they're not clued up on the I think the a lot of it, um, and, and forgive me if I'm repeating myself on the podcast, but a lot of it is based on the large vendors releasing the hounds in certain countries. So yeah. for, a long, for a long, long time, I remember that Microsoft didn't do reviews or audits of their customers in the US because they were too, the customer was too precious. And I think that that's that's changed massively. I think the biggest uh, I've got no data to verify this, but my my gut feel is the biggest source of uh, you know number of reviews is happening in the US, um, and that that leads to people looking at Sam. And the same with France as well. We've seen a lot of activity for people auditing French companies, yeah. and and that's led to I think. Um, Snow, Flexera, Aspera, moving into all Europe. moving into it and setting up French offices, and Sam follows from that, and suddenly you get lots of interest from France. And but yeah, the, the, that that surprised me at how um, a lot of like even going to European events and stuff, the people that were there were like the creme de la creme of that are doing Sam in Europe, and even they were just like, yeah, we know our competitors aren't doing it. We know friends who work in big organisations that have no Sam function. It's just like it is. It's, Whilst we say Sam is immature, within certain countries is a hell of a lot more mature than it is in other countries. Yeah. So I think again, there's such a worldwide scope, isn't there, for Sam and ITAM to be implemented in its it's um it's growing and it just needs to keep pushing on and making making um strides and showing how good it is. Because come on, we're Sam geeks anyway. We're bound to be biased, but it can make an awful lot of difference and positive impacts on businesses overall. Hashtag Sam Beast. There you go. <laughs> yeah, if, if people want more information, um, there's actually, uh, I'm creating a new website called www.sambeast.com. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> joking. We ought to check that out, actually, before we uh, point people to sambeast.com, because it might be in It might be what, dodgy. What's, uh, what's the acronym? Not suitable for work. Sambeast.com. If it doesn't exist, I'm buying that domain. <gasps> it doesn't exist. <laughs> Have you got Wi-Fi? Yeah. Oh, I know what I'm doing when I get home. Sandbeach.com. Yeah, I'll like like you said at the start. Um, people won't be able to get rid of me that easily because I'll still be spamming you with content. Um, I've got a number of videos to edit when I get back from my holidays that um I'm hoping will be fit for the ISAM Review YouTube channel. And um, yeah. You're not getting rid of me that easily, so sorry. Well, thank you again for your efforts and your um, great. Having a, we've had a great laugh over the last eighteen months. And uh, God, those days in Paris they were magical, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> if you, um, if anyone needs to get hold of David, he's, he's still on the same LinkedIn profile, and uh, uh, we can put your new contact details on the show notes I need a new bio for the item review page as well yeah I just need to say hashtag Sambies really and if you need any nice M&S pants then you know where to go <laughs> oh, 
was. Yeah. All right. Well, you you know you've already said that you shop at M and S. So. Yeah, yeah, and ha- happily admit that I shop at M and S. Yeah. So um, yeah, there'll be um, some. It'll be, oh, David, your content's fantastic. Oh, we're going to publish X, Y, and Z. What I've got you, uh, yeah. can... Uh, about, about your staff discount. Yeah, yeah. about that discount. That, um, yeah. I, I need some new trousers. Or, <laughs> my underwear's got holes in it, and I need some new ones. Thanks to David. Good luck, mate. Stay in touch. And, oh, yeah. Uh, until next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Adios. Au revoir. <laughs> Wah 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 w